people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of Midday Movie Madness's Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast Edition. As always, prayers go out to everyone affected by the Russia-Ukraine war. Today happens to be Brendan Eder, Glory Estevan, Kelly Finn's son Robert, Zendaya, Dr. Phil, and actress Lily Tomlin's birthdays. It would have also been the late Princess Diana's 56th birthday. And a few years ago, marked 25 years since her, and a few days ago, marked 25 years since her tragic passing. Also, early in this week, streaming titan Netflix hit their 25th anniversary, believe it or not. And I forgot to mention on last week's At Home show that Barbara Rothenberg's birthday, along with what would have been Michael Jackson's 64th birthday and director, the late director Joel Schumacher's birthdays, were on Monday. Oopsies! Tomorrow, September 2nd, Chloe Wilder, Keanu Reeves, former football player Terry Bradshaw celebrate their birthdays. I want to wish my cousin Mary Claire Rivera and her husband Dan a very happy early fifth wedding anniversary as they got married September 2nd, 2017. And their daughter Winnie was born August 27th, 2018. September 2nd is also the debut date for 2017's Battle of the Sexes, Alfred Hitchcock's 1954 film Rio Window, and 1952's Monkey Business. Saturday, September 3rd, is the very first U.S. National Cinema Day, which I'll get to in a bit. It also happens to be the 16th wedding anniversary for my Aunt Robin and Uncle Tommy. Happy early anniversary! Blowing out birthday candles September 3rd are actor Jack Dylan Grazier, snowboarder Sean White, and the late blues singer Shanka Durake, whose film debut came with playing Big Monica Thompson in Thornton in Elvis. Sadly, she passed away July 21st this year. Last year's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, 2020's Tenet, and the 2008 show Sons of Anarchy all debuted that day. Sarah Hannah Wolf has her birthday September 4th. She had an early birthday gift arrive in the form of her seventh child, a baby born August 25th. Her sister Leia's birthday is September 7th, which also happens to be Viola, Kathy Viola Taylor, Evan Rachel Wood, Charlie Laughlin, and Toby Jones' birthdays as well. Former WKKL DJ Rosario Somos Tumundo, the late Queen singer Freddie Mercury, Bob Newhart, and Michael Keaton have birthdays Labor Day, September 5th. 2017's It and the beyond awful 2017 movie Mother that nobody speaks of for good reason, Citizen Kane, 2008's The Wrestler, and 1992's famous Batman the Animated Series made their debuts that day. Taylor Berry, Adrian Oren Helifand, and actor Idris Elba have birthdays September 6th. The powerful 2022 movie-going summer, which started off with a big bang with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and continued with massive hits like Minions, Rise of Gru, Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, which arrives on HBO Max tomorrow, Thor Love and Thunder, ended with a whimper in a horrendous weekend. The box office 
only made a total of $52.7 million, the worst movie-going weekend in months. Not even three new wide releases could save it. But it's not the pandemic that's preventing audiences from going to theaters. It's the lack of any appealing film, seeing as we're heading right into festival season. That's how Sony's creepy thriller, The Invitation, sunk its fangs into the top spot with a limp seven million, draining the power of last week's unforeseen winner, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Unfortunately, the thriller's win comes with a lame bragging right. It's the lowest first place finisher since May 2021, when COVID was keeping lots of people inside and Spiral took the weekend with only $4.5 million. But negative reviews in its horrendous cinema, see cinema score won't help it in convincing people to go to theaters. Over the weekend, two other movies, director George Miller's R-rated fantasy, 3,000 Years of Longing, and the John Boyega-leg heist drama, Breaking, also opened to in th- cinemas to uh, not-so-good results. Despite solid reviews, uh, seventh placer 3,000 Years of Longing flopped with just 2.87 million from 2,436 locations. It's a terrible result for a movie that's playing in thousands of theaters across the nation. Industry experts blame the decision to open on wide release as opposed to art house release and minimal production efforts as the for the week bow. Given its $60 million price tag, it looks like it's gonna be one of the year's biggest bombs. So unless George Miller can find himself a gin to get himself out of the red, this movie won't be going doing anything major. The other new newbie, Breaking, did worse than The Invitation or 3,000 Years. It landed softly in second place with just 1.022 million from 902 theaters. Eek! And it's only going to get worse till late September to early October. Quite the disappointing finale to an otherwise strong summer. Anyways, Bullet Train took second place with 5.6 million. After about a month out, the Brad Pitt-led caper made 78.78 million stateside and 94 95.4 million overseas, putting his global haul at about a pretty good 173.4 million. Universal survival thriller Feast took the third, number three spot with 4.9 million from 3,754 venues. The film has claimed about uh, 20 million so far in the States. While the world is still mourning the recent losses of theater veteran and MCC theater co-founder Robert Bob Lapone and rising South African Actress 32 year old Charlotte Dean and 89 year old Seinfeld and Friends character actor Richard Rose, there has been some goodness that happened. Calling all moviegoers, Screen Daily proclaimed August 28th exciting news. This Saturday, September 3rd, is the United States' first ever National Cinema Day. Woohoo! As such, for that day only, 3,000 theaters.
theaters across the nation, including mega theater chains AMC and Regal, are celebrating by showing movies that <gasps> a mere $3? Yes, you heard me right, folks. $3 for a movie. The web article said, no matter the time of day or film format, on September 3rd, people paid just $3, not including taxes or fees, to see a movie on the silver screen. That is according to an announcement Sunday from the Cinema Foundation, a nonprofit arm of the National Association of Theater Owners. Jackie Brenneman, president of the Cinema Foundation, said in a news release that the event is a thank you to moviegoers who helped make this summer a relative success and motivation for those who have not returned to theaters. As of this weekend, the estimated 2022 domestic box office total is $5.3 billion. According to data from Comscore, a media measurement and analysis company, that is up 161% from this time last year. The National Cinema Day offering comes after the pandemic shuttered many theaters while officials try to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Even the once reliable family film genre saw dips at the box office last summer, while the Delta variant spread through the nation. Avril Lavigne now has a star on the Hollywood Rock of Fame, and Nikki Bella is married. Fake news, movie go Joker movie fans. Collider.com stated less than two hours ago, according to Deadline, Brendan Gleeson has been cast in Todd Phillips' upcoming Joker sequel, Joker Folle et Dieu. The film stars Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga as the Joker and Harley Quinn. Gleason's casting comes a few weeks after news broke that Zassie Beats would be reprising her role in the film. The sequel has had a lot of fans speculating about where Phillips will be taking his unique approach to the characters. But one thing is confirmed. There will be music. Nothing is known about Gleason's part in the sequel, or about the plot of the film in general. The film opens October 5th, 2024, five years to the date since the mega smash Oscar-winning 2019 original opened. The Hollywood Reporter Reveal.com revealed yesterday Francis Ford Coppola is rounding out the cast to his mega, to his big budgeted indie film Megalopolis. The call sheet is now a family affair with Coppola's sister and his godfather star Talia Shire and nephew Jason Schwartzman joining the project. Also joining the cast are Shia LaBeouf, Grace Vanderwall, Catherine Hunter, and James Remar. Megalopolis notably marks Shia LaBeouf's highest profile project since former girlfriend FK's Twigs detailed in a February 2021 lawsuit alleged abuse that she suffered at his friend. Hence, Adam Driver, Natalie Emanuel, Forrest Whitaker, Lawrence Fishburne, John Voigt, and Audrey Plaza star in the film, which has a mysterious logline. The fate of Rome haunts a modern world, unable to solve its own social problems in this epic story of political ambition, genius, and conflicted love. Fasten your seatbelts, man and fast fans. People.com announced Sunday, Manifest is ready to take its final flight. On Sunday, Netflix announced that part one of the sci-fi series' fourth and final season will officially premiere on Friday, November 4th. 
Set to be released in two parts contain, consisting of 10 episodes each, Season 4 will wrap up the story of Montego Air Flight 828 and his passengers, who mysteriously went missing for more than five years without aging a single day. As fans know, the 191 passengers experienced a brief episode of severe turbulence during their otherwise smooth flight from Jamaica to New York City. Upon landing, the travelers learned that more than five years had somehow passed while they were in the air. The series then follows them as they cope with the sudden change to their lives while experiencing unexplained premonitions of events that have yet to happen. There is only one major wide release out in theaters this week, the comedy Haunt for Jesus, Save Your Soul, starring Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown. In the film, which is also going to be streaming on Peacock, proud first lady of a Southern Baptist megachurch, Trinity Childs, and her husband, Pastor Lee Curtis Childs, once had a congregation's been numbered in the tens of thousands. But after a scandal makes their church temporarily close, the couple must figure out how to reopen it and rebuild their congregation to make the biggest comeback the religion has ever seen. Two famous blockbuster films are getting re-released in limited release for the Labor Day weekend, and neither of them requires a plot recap because I've talked about them both recently. The Spider-Man that is to say, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and Tobey Maguire, along with their co-stars, Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, Jamie, Kerr, Jamie Foxx, Benedict Cumberbatch, Marissa Tomei, Benedict Wong, and Rise of Fans, web-sling their way back to theaters for Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff edition. This extended cut adds 11 more action-packed minutes to last year's record-breaking pandemic-era blockbuster, 2021's highest-grossing film with over 1.6 or 1.9 billion worldwide, which should have taken its sole Oscar nomination for Best Visual Effects, but it didn't. Don't worry, Holland's not hanging up his spider suit just yet. There's already a sequel in development. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-
The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, starring Cynthia Adai Robinson, Benjamin Walker, Sir Lenny Henry, Lloyd Owen, Megan Richards, Charlie Vickers, Dylan Smith, and Daniel Wayman, based on J.R. Tolkien's History of Middle-Earth in the Lord of the Rings book. Set in the Second Age of Middle-Earth, thousands of years before the events of J.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit of the Lord of the Rings, it brings viewers to a time when great powers were created, kingdoms rose and fell, and the greatest villain that Tolkien ever created threatened to cover the world in darkness. Beginning in a time of relative peace, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters, both new and familiar, as they confront the long-feared reemergence of evil. From the darkest depth of the misty mountains, to the beautiful island kingdom of Numor, to the edge of the known world, to the majestic force of the elf capital of Linden. These kingdoms and characters will carve off legacies that will be there long after they are gone. According to IMDB.com, the series is slated to run for at least five seasons. It's expected to be history's most expensive TV show, with Amazon expected to shelf out at least $1 billion on its productions. Robert Amar Aramayo plays the young Elrond. This is his second role after playing the young Ned Stark in Game of Thrones when he plays an established character at a younger age. That role was previously played by the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring star, Sean Bean. EW.com announced August 29th the long-awaited third Beverly Hills Cop sequel has added two more to the force. EW has confirmed that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Super Pump, The Trial of Chicago 7, and Taylor Page, Zolo Sharpstick, have joined Eddie Murphy for Netflix's upcoming movie, which will now be called Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley, named after Murphy's beloved protagonist. Details on who jo Gordon-Levitt and Page will be playing are being kept under wraps for now. But we won't be surprised if Gordon Levitt's character's last name is Rosewood. Murphy first starred in 1984's hit Beverly Hills Cop as an officer from Detroit who follows a case to Beverly Hills to solve the murder of a friend. The franchise continued with two sequels in 1987 and 1994, and production of the third sequel has be already begun. Bring on the video store Nostalgia. Minus those pesky late fees. It was reported August 26th, Netflix's workplace comedy blockbuster has a release date. Starring Randall Park, J.B. Smoove, Tyler Alvarez, Melissa Romero, and Olga Meredith, set in the, the last remaining blockbuster in America, and centers on what and who can make a small business thrive. The 10-episode first season will be open for viewing Customers Fun on November 3rd. Variety.com stated August 30th, Netflix dated its fall lineup. Here are some of those films. Director Gilmero Del Toro's stop-motion animation Pinocchio comes out on December 9th. The film version of the smashed Broadway and London stage play Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical with an unrecognizable Emma Thompson as 
Mrs. Trunchbull arrives in select theaters December 9th and then comes to Netflix December 25th. Lindsay Lohan's Christmas-themed rom-com Falling for Christmas drops November 10th, while Christian Bale's The Pale Blue Eye arrives in select theaters December 23rd, but doesn't come to Netflix until January 6th. The newest film adaptation of a Stephen King book, John Lee Hancock's Mr. Harrigan's Phone, will terrify viewers October 5th. Noble Bambark's black comedy White Noise, starring Greta Gerwig and Adam Driver, gets a month-long theatrical run in select theaters November 25th, and then heads to Netflix December 30th. And the stop-motion fantasy Wendell and Wild, starring Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele, comes to limited-release theaters October 21st before heading to the streamer October 28th. Speaking of Netflix, Rob Zombie's anticipated movie of the monsters, based on the classic show, comes to the streamer, digital platforms, and DVD all on September 27th. BloodyDisgusting.com reported August 29th, R.L. Stein's adaptations are hotter than ever in the wake of Netflix's Fear Street trilogy. And THR reports this morning that an adaptation of Stein's Zombie Town is next on the menu. THR reports Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase have entered Zombie Town, a mysterious teen romancer based on Arl's, author R.L. Stein's book of the same name. The movie is expected to be in theaters and on Hulu next year. And to end the show, I can confirm what the other picture in Lindsay Lohan's two-picture deal with Netflix is. Variety.com reported just mere hours ago the actress will star in the romantic comedy Irish Wish. In the film, Lohan will play Maddie, a bridesmaid attending a wedding in Ireland between her best friend and the love of her life. After a wish gone awry, Maddie wakes up in a world where she becomes the betrothed only discover that reality isn't one she really wants. Irish Wish will be the second Netflix set romantic comedy to star Lohan. The first is Falling for Christmas, which is set to debut on the streaming service on November 10th. The holiday meet cube features Lohan as a newly engaged heiress who takes a tumble while skiing and wakes up with a case of amnesia. That's all for this week, folks. So until we meet again, Stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.